Good morning. A very warm welcome to everybody this morning, whether you're joining us online, whether you're in the building, and a special warm welcome to all for the, from the Hutchinson family who are here this morning for Russell's baptism. As we come this morning before God, a sentence of scripture from Psalm 139. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Father, we come to you bowed in silence, yet shouting for joy. We come in silence, overawed by the thought of your love for us. For you loved us so much that you gave your only son to suffer and die for us. Yet to think you love us like that makes us long to break our silence, to shout for joy and to sing your praise. You have given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In him we are healed, restored, forgiven. Father, accept our worship and praise, both silent and spoken, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. A collect of today. O Christ, for whom we search, our help when help has failed. When give us courage to expose our need and ask to be made whole, that being touched by you, we may be raised to new life in the power of your name. Amen. We believe in a God who doesn't miss a thing, who sees our every action, who knows our every thought. And so we come to a time of confession. 1 John chapter 1, beginning at verse 8, says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we come to a time of confession. We say together, O God, O God, our loving Father in heaven, we confess that we have sinned against you. We have broken your commandments. We have often been selfish, and we have not loved you as we should. For these and all our sins, forgive us, we pray, through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We now come to a time in our service where we say scripture together and we specifically say a psalm. Today's psalm is appointed as Psalm 130 and we're going to say this by alternate verse. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, 
Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord, more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel put hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sin. We're now going to watch uh, a video that the children within uh, church, within DVK and our children's ministry have made. So please uh, turn your eyes to the screen. Okay, everyone, okay, please stay calm. Don't panic. I am a trained professional lion keeper and I have the whole situation under control. Isn't that right, Liam? Uh, yes, although I, I think I lost some fingers back there. Oh, come off it, Liam. I'm sure you're just overreacting. Just a little scratch, I'm sure. Come on, come on, give us a look, give us a look. Uh, look, it's, it's quite gruesome. I've seen it all before, Liam, yeah, come on. But, oh, dear, oh my goodness me, Liam, that's horrendous. She's really got the claws into you, hasn't she? Oh, yes. dear. Well, I'll tell you what, Liam, if you could just try to bleed less, that would be very helpful, and you'll be right as rain in no time. Okay, sir, I'll, I'll bleed less. Marvellous, although I do have to say, Liam, if this had been your official lion keeper test, I would have had no option but to fail you on the spot. You can't be getting within claw range of a hungry lioness without at least grade four protective I, handwear. I, I know, sir. I, I just forgot. I, I guess I forgot just how, how fierce our lions are. They, they're pretty fierce, aren't they? Mm. Oh, yes, I wouldn't like to be a prisoner getting chucked into one of our pits. Those are state-of-the-art lions. They gobble you up like no one's business. No one's ever survived being chucked to our lions, have they, boss? Well, there was one time, but we, uh, we don't like to talk about it. Oh, come on, boss. T tell me what happened. It might distract me, you know, from the... The missing fingers. <laughs> right, okay, okay, fine. Well, there once was a man called Daniel. Our armies had invaded his country. <coughs> it was called Israel or something like that. And we'd captured Daniel and his friends and brought them back to be slaves here in Babylon. He worked hard, and it wasn't long until he got a promotion to become a very important person in the kingdom. Good for him, making the best out of a tricky situation. Oh yes indeed, a great person. Everyone loved Daniel. Job, Daniel. You've earned a royal thumbs up. Impressive. Everyone knows the king can be a bit touchy. Whoa, don't say that too loudly, Liam. 
You could end up in the lion's den just like Daniel if you're not careful. Wait, what? Daniel ended up here in the pits, but I thought everyone loved him. Oh, well, perhaps I should have said nearly everyone loved Daniel. There were two sets of people who really didn't. Now, one was the lions. Yeah, but they don't like anyone. Well, maybe so, but the other group was the king's advisors. I hate that, Daniel. It is the worst. And we're never going to get promoted whilst he's around. Something will have to be done. And so they began watching Daniel to see if they could catch him out and get him in trouble. And did they? Well, that was the problem, Liam. You see, Daniel didn't do anything that would stop the people or the king from loving him. Daniel! 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 Still doing a great job, Daniel. <sighs> but they must have noticed something. How else would it have ended up down here? Well, they did notice one thing. Three times a day, Daniel got down on his knees and prayed. Dear God, thank you for being with me today. Amen. And that gave them an idea. Aha, we've got it. It's so simple. Daniel won't stand a chance. We must go and speak to the king at once. Wait, I don't see how praying could get anyone in trouble. Well, you see, the advisors were very, very sneaky. They knew the king was a proud, proud man, and they used that to their advantage. Thank you for seeing us, Your Majesty. May we just say that you look excellent today? Yes, indeed. You look very kingly. And look at even taller than usual. True. And because you're so amazing, we had an idea. An idea? Yes, because you're so wonderful. True. And so majestic. True. We thought you should pass the law for the next 30 days, then no one should pray to anyone but you. Great idea. Now if someone broke the law, something would have to be done. They would have to be punished. Really made to suffer. There would be no choice to throw them to the lions. Quite right. Anyone caught not praying to me will be hurled in with the lions. That gets my big royal thumbs up. My goodness, I I'm in no position here to point fingers, but those advisors really were sneaky. What did Daniel do when he found out? Well, when Daniel heard, he really wasn't sure what to do. I'm not sure what to do. He didn't want to be thrown to the lions, but he knew he had to keep praying to God. I don't want to be thrown down to the lions, but I know I've got to keep praying to God. And so he got down on his knees and he prayed. Dear God, thank you for being with me today. Amen. And when that happened, the king's advisers leapt into action. He's praying! That's not a lie! Guards! Guards! Arrest that man! They told the king that Daniel had broken the law. What? I don't want to throw Daniel into the lions. He's brilliant. 
But, you see, the king couldn't do anything about it. He couldn't change the law that he had made, and so Daniel was thrown to the lion's den. Nice pussycats. Please don't eat me. Daniel, pray that your God will protect you. Dear God, please save me from the lions. Amen. Poor Daniel! I don't want to have to spend a night with our lions. Sure, I managed three minutes and I lost three fingers. He must have been a goner. Well, you would think so. In fact, that's what the king thought too. He couldn't sleep all night. He was just that worried. In the morning, he rushed back to the lion's den and shouted. Daniel, did God rescue you? And guess what happened? Uh, well, well, the lions were like shouting. And so I guess they, they roared a lot, didn't they? <coughs> Actually, there wasn't. The king heard Daniel's voice. He said, I'm alive, your majesty. God has saved me. He sent any angel to protect me. Hiya! And shut the mouths of the lions. The king couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. From now, no one will pray to anyone other than Daniel's God. He saved the day. Whoa! What a story! Imagine being able to pray to God who's powerful enough to shut the mouths of lions. Incredible, isn't it? And do you know what they say happened after Daniel was pulled from the lion's den? What? Well, he went home, he got down on his knees and he began to pray. Dear God, thank you for being with me today. Amen. Never got a round of applause before I got up to speak before. <laughs> oh no, that was for the kids. Yes, uh, they they uh, they done an amazing job, and that's one of the uh, one of the brilliant things about technology now, isn't it? Where we can't have them um, together to do that, uh, but they can do it in their own homes, and they can be pieced together, uh, and they can still participate in those things. That really is telling the story of Daniel today, wasn't it? Uh, Daniel in the lion's den is probably the most famous part of the Daniel story. Uh, we looked at the book of Daniel here in church um, a number of weeks ago. And we journeyed our whole way through the book of Daniel, an amazing book. And one of the things that we consistently saw was that Daniel was someone who uh, made choices. He had to make choices. He had to make wise choices, good choices. Actually, as the book of Daniel starts in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8, it says this, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief officials for permission not to defile himself in this way. So Daniel was taken into exile with a number of other elite people, the, the smartest, the best looking by the king of Babylon, and he wanted to raise up the best, the cream of the cream, so that they, his nation, his kingdom would be the best in the whole of the world. And so he scarred all the other kingdoms, all the other nations, and he took the best from them and began to train them up. So Daniel found himself being trained in a foreign land, but yet he didn't bow down to the things that he was being asked to do. One of the things was he would feast at the king's banquet. They'd be fed up um, 
not fed up as in really bored, but they'd be fed up as in get lots of nourishment and nutrition, uh, and they'd be looked after well. They had the best teachers, uh, the best lecturers, the best food, uh, the best start that they could possibly have. But Daniel saw that this food was already consecrated to a false god, to an idol, and so he didn't want to defile himself by eating it. And so that first tells us that that's the moment where he made one of his wisest first choices, and he said, I'm not going to eat that food. I'm not going to defile myself. And so his choices uh, were good. And as we journey on um, through the book of Daniel uh, in chapter 2, um, you'll see um, that Daniel continues to make good choices. In Daniel chapter 2 and verse 27, uh, Daniel replied, No wise man or enchanter or magician or diviner can explain to the king the mystery that he has asked. And so the king had had this dream, and he wanted to know what the dream was all about. And so he brought his enchanters and his magicians and the cream of the cream from his advisors, and not one of them was able to tell him. And Daniel came along. And none of the other people had the guts to say to the king, like, nobody can do what you're asking us to do. Because they knew if they said that, they would get punishment, like the den of lions. But Daniel made the wise choice, and he was honest up front. He spoke the truth. In a situation where he found it difficult, I wonder, have you ever found yourself in that place? Having to make a wise decision, a good decision. Having to make a wise choice and having to say something or speak something that you know is not going to be received very well. Not doing it because you think you're going to look good, or not doing it because you think that you're going to win the argument, but doing it rather in the sense that this is the right thing to say in this situation. That can be difficult. and can be hard. Learning from the life of Daniel, we can see they're making those wise choices. If you read the rest of chapter 2, he began to be elevated because he was able to speak the truth to the king. If we move in um, to chapter 3, this isn't all the way through, Daniel, don't worry. Um, if we move into chapter 3 of Daniel, we see that Daniel's influence is an influence to his friends and to the people around him. The other famous bit from the book of Daniel is not the lion's den, but the fiery furnace where his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, find themselves because they haven't bowed down to the king. They find themselves in a fiery furnace. And in the midst of this furnace, someone like the Son of Man, Jesus, is walking with them. He is protecting them, and he is looking after them. You see, in chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God that we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have put up. And so Daniel's influence of taking the stand of drawing the line in the sand, of making wise choices has influenced his friends. Because in chapter 3, Daniel's not about. It's strange to see the book of Daniel, but he's not actually in the story. He's been elevated to a, a position now in the 
nation of Babylon where he is off exercising a governor rule in a different part of the kingdom. And so his friends are left. And the king's advisors think this is an opportunity to get rid of Daniel's friends. So his influence affects him because what we do influences other people. Uh, my eldest daughter, <laughs> kill me for saying this, never go home. Uh, my eldest uh, daughter the other day said, you know, dads, um, I think I've got the best of both worlds now. I said, why is that, Rebecca? And she says, well, I think I'm going to be a bit funny like you. <laughs> but my looks are changing. I don't look like you anymore. I look like mommy, so I'm going to be beautiful like her. Now, in there, there's a compliment for me somewhere, I think. But isn't that right? We're, we're influenced by the people that are around us, aren't we? That's what we have prayed today. That's what we have spoken today, that we, family, friends, and this church family would be influencers for Russell. In fact, um, in 1 Timothy um, chapter 1, uh, it speaks specifically about this. This is the point where the minister can't find First Timothy, really, you see. Um, here we are. First Timothy 1 um, and 16. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, the Apostle Paul says. For that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. We are presence carriers today. Just like Daniel was a presence carrier of Yahweh, today in the new covenant of the New Testament, we are presence carriers of the risen Christ. And so what we do, what we say, how we react in the situations, the choices that we make will influence those around us. Positively or negatively. We need to be conscious that we are influencers. Because the one that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And so we are called to influence others for Jesus Christ. Now, that was all before we got to the lion's den. Daniel's influence is huge. The lion's den doesn't come until chapter 6 of the book of Daniel. See, even here we see that Daniel makes a wise choice because in verse 10 of chapter 6, he says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows were open towards Jerusalem, and three times a day he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Even though Daniel knew the consequences of what it would mean to follow God wholeheartedly, he made the choice to continue to do that. He chose well. He trusted God. As we've already prayed, we pray today that as Russell grows, he will make the choice to trust and believe in Jesus Christ. And we help influence him in that journey. 
And that's the same for each one of us. The best choice that any of us can make today is to trust God. To trust the Father. To follow the Son and to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ came, he died and he rose again that the mercy would be shown to each one of us. Mercy. Mercy is receiving something that we is undeserved. Mercy is receiving something that we don't deserve. Mercy is receiving something that we don't deserve. In other words, what we deserve for our sins, for our rebellion against God is a separation from Him, but yet... Because of his death on a cross, Jesus Christ has opened the way for forgiveness for each one of us whenever we trust him as our saviour. And through his grace, receiving that unmerited favour from him means that we can walk in a new way. We can influence in a gracious and in a loving and in a forgiving way to our friends, to our family, to our neighbours and to the community around us. Over and over through the pages of the Scriptures, there's a question that is asked. And it's asked in lots of different ways. And it's asked through the story of Daniel as well. And it's this. Choose this day who you will serve. And that's the question that I leave us with today. Choose this day whom you will serve. The preacher included. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that through a story of old, your light and your truth can speak into our hearts and our souls today. For the choices that we have to make today, this week, and in the days that yet lie ahead, Lord, we pray that we would walk closely with you in order that we can make wise and good choices. Help us in all that we do, but today may we choose wisely who we serve. In Jesus' name, amen. We continue in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Everlasting God, we are gathered together in love and fellowship. Hear us now as we bring before you our cares and our needs. We pray for your church throughout the world, for Christians everywhere, meeting in small house groups, in rural and town churches, and in great city cathedrals. We especially remember those who are persecuted for their faith. Grant that we and all your people may build up in our faith and show in our lives the love that we see in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Lord, we give you thanks for our church, for Derry Volgay, for our Bishop George, our Rector James. And we pray for all who minister and preach throughout the Church of Ireland and who enlarge and enrich our understanding of God and help us to respond to his love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for Christians working in places of power and influence, who make decisions which affect the lives of so many people. We ask you to bless those who work in politics, in the media, in advertising, and in financial markets. May they all know what to say and how to act for the benefit of all people and at all times be true and faithful to you, just like Daniel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we remember those whom we love, our family and friends, the special people in our lives, wherever they may be. We pray for their hopes, their fears, their problems and their needs. But most of all, we thank you for each one of them and for what they give and mean to us. We pray that by your spirit, that your light would shine brightly through us. That as we walk the streets with people we know are people that we don't know, that they would know that you are in us through our actions, through our words, through what we say and what we think or do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of life and death, Father, we thank you for the people that you place in our lives. We pray this morning for those grieving whether it be recent or a long time ago. Father, we pray that they would know that you catch every tear, that you are their comfort and their peace. And we pray this knowing that because of your son, death has no sting. Death isn't the end. So Father, be with each of those people this morning. May they know an awakened sense of your presence and your peace with them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we have laid before you our concerns, and now we offer you our thanks and praise for all the blessings and gifts that you so freely lavish upon us. In the weeks ahead, help us to keep the faith as deeply and as passionately as Daniel did. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray together the prayer that our Father once taught us, saying, Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Uh, a few very quick announcements just as we uh, do so. Uh, small Steps continues, uh, so our said uh, service of morning prayer um, this Tuesday. That will be the last one. It was on for the month of June, uh, not on July and August. So that will be the last one uh, this um, Tuesday. I believe we're at the end of June. Um, already, crazy, isn't it? Um, second is our magazine. Um, if you have any articles for our magazine, uh, please have them to Rona by next Sunday. Uh, that will be fantastic. That's articles for the magazine for next Sunday. Uh, we're looking people to sign up for the cleaning Rona again. Um, that's at the door on the way out, so you can sign up uh, for that there today. Um, as we come towards the end of June, uh, we're on the last push uh, for our Communicating Clearly Walk. Uh, we're raising funds uh, for our own audiovisual and also uh, for the, uh, a media department in the nation of Chile so they can train uh, ministers and church planters uh, there. Uh, we're aiming to walk the 2,653 miles the length of Chile uh, during the month of June and looking at your sponsorship um, to do that. You can sponsor us online um, or you can uh, sponsor one of the team who is doing it. Uh, they'll have a sheet for you to be able to do that with. Uh, or simply put it in the basket uh, with a clearly marked envelope uh, on the way out and we will be able to put that into that fund. Thank you very much. Um, the last one then is uh, an Exodus team is coming to be with us uh, from next Sunday. Uh, they'll take part of the service next Sunday uh, through the rest of that week. Um, their Exodus normally go abroad with their teams uh, but with current restrictions they're not able to do that and they ask would we host a team here. Uh, so we're doing that. So there's 16 young people uh, coming here uh, for that week and we'll be engaged in a number of activities throughout the week and uh, we need your help with some of that uh, so from Monday through to Wednesday that's the 5th, 6th and 7th uh, of July we'll be out uh, on some of the local doors doing a community audit uh, asking some simple questions uh, and getting some information in terms of how we as a church can help people in the community uh, telling them of the services that we already provide uh, and also it will be a backup for some funding that we'll apply for a little bit later as well. So if you think you could be a part of that, uh, going out to the team uh, and asking a few questions at the door, please speak to Sarah and myself today uh, and that's happening in the afternoons or the evenings of that week, Monday through till Wednesday. All right. Um, and then on Thursday night, uh, we are uh, doing a thing for families here um, uh, on our premises. Uh, and so if you have young children, primary school age, we welcome you to that. And you'll hear more about that uh, this week through emails and through social media um, as well. We're looking at doing a, a walking treasure hunt uh, on the Friday night uh, as well. Uh, with it being such tight notice, um, it's quick planning for a lot of this stuff. Uh, so if you think you can help with any of that, please do speak to us. Uh, today and we will be able to get you a place where you can serve that week. But as we close, let's pray together. Father, help us to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help us to give ourselves away to others, being kind to everyone that we meet. Spirit, help us to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all that we do and say. And so may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.